That's blocked. Flip down deep and scored. Duchesne got a piece of it. It crawled right over Francois. Play from Fabro. Shoots. Blocked in front. Abs have a turnaround. Well, we've got ourselves a hockey game here, Pete, as you talked about. Murakovsky. He has a man in the slot. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, Free Skate Friday, starting it off right with a little bit of memery all the way around. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. We gave you the nine goal game against Matt Duchesne to start off the show. We're going to be looking at some of the other top highlights of the year for the Avs, but uh got to start it right don't you aj yep yeah that was uh when we were when we were talking about doing this and it was like okay i sat down to make the list of highlights and it was like all right well six goals in eight minutes yep pretty easy one to throw where, where else am i gonna where am i gonna start <laughs> and i like that i like that you started with the duchene goal yeah where he was so happy and it was just like it burned up everybody in that building so badly to see him celebrate <laughs> like that, where it was just like. They had no score six goals in eight minutes without that goal. I mean, I mean, and then they buried him. <laughs> also, hard to take the Predators' vaunted defense too seriously. Did you see how many like odd man rushes yeah. there were in those highlights? <laughs> wow. It was, it was a few. That is. That was something. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, where should we start on these other highlights, AJ? Wherever, wherever Kale wants to take us. All right, Kale, click one. Take us, take us to victory. I don't know what. Oh, I know what this. Oh is. yeah, this yeah. is in Minnesota. Kale yeah. McCarr does things. Yeah, Kale McCarr says hello to to the state of Minnesota and assassinates oh. multiple wild players. In one go, you you love to see it. <laughs> that was that was so. I worked this game in Minnesota. Um, that was the one where I slept on the floor of the airport. Um, <clears throat> and I remember I asked him after the game. I said, "So is the NHL just an easy league?" <laughs> and he didn't. He kind of like did like a double take when when looking at me because he was like, 
do I try and do I take this serious? And like, I was clearly kidding because I was like laughing, right? I was like, ha 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 ha. And he was just like, my teammates are great. <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. Like you, you just juke two dudes out of their, out of their jocks and then made dudes look bad and scored both of those goals in the game. And he was like, I can't do it without my teammates. My teammates are great. And he was like, I just got lucky, honestly. And, I'm just, I'm just so, uh, I'm just so lucky to have such great teammates. And it was like, yeah, but all right, dude, didn't say the league wasn't easy. We had a watch party for this game, and it was one of my like that goal and watching like everybody just erupt was one of my favorite <laughs> highlights of the season. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, kids special. I don't know. Well, I don't know and how like. To put it. I just kept all it's this became a thing by the way where I would go and talk to him after games and I would be like so was the league easy yet and he was just he would just be like AJ no <laughs> easy league confirmed yeah. NHL national hockey lame I don't know I got no good ones uh let's go let's go back to the very very start of the season real quick and show a little bit of uh the magic holdout man himself here yeah this was so keep in mind opening night miko rantanen hadn't played in preseason he's been in north america for like four or five days yep like he hasn't he hasn't adjusted you know uh, he hasn't adjusted to being on the other side of the world None of that. That should have been a high stick, yeah, by the way. It was 1,000% a high stick. Um, like, like Miko Ranton hadn't played any competitive hockey, and he just rolls out on opening night as a two-goal night. Yep. Made it look easy. Yeah, Even- and, and like the first goal, that beautiful backhand, and then it's just, okay. Easy game. Yeah. The two things he's unbelievably good at in the Ozone, his one-timer and his backhand, just... Yeah. On command. <laughs> it was like that. No practice necessary. Like those are he could just show up and do that whenever he wants. Yep. Not fair. I, Unbelievable, man. This is. It's crazy to me that the Avs have multiple talents like that. Like everyone yeah. talks about how how much of a down year Miko Rantanen had and everyone's like, oh B Bay, I hope he can bounce back next year. Dude had 41 points in 42 games. Yeah. Like he was a monster. Yeah. Well and then we talked I mean how much did we talk about how he struggled in the postseason. Yep. And uh, PS if you go back and you look at the points leaders in the postseason, Miko Rantanen finished sixth. Pretty okay. In 15 games with 21 points. And we all talked about how much the guy struggled. Like, openly struggled. Yep. And, so, like, all of us watching were like, yeah. He plays he's like not, and he gets two points somehow. It's ridiculous. He's not, not playing his best. And, yeah, he's just like... And it wasn't like one game where it was like, oh, he just backs his way into it. You know, like Vlad Nemestikov had a two-goal game in game seven. And they were it was both of them are just him in front of the net, just like swatting at pucks and stuff, right? But does nothing the rest of the playoffs. And so you're just like, eh. But like Rantanen just 
does not play very well, ends up with 21 points. We're just like, what the? F-? It's magic. All right. Whatever. I, yep. It, he's, he's a crazy player, too. The Avs have multiple players where you can just go, these guys are actually too good. I honestly, I, I think that he's, I think Miko Rantanen is one of the most overlooked players in the league. I, uh, he does, ever since McKinnon had that second place MVP here, the whole stigma of somehow McKinnon doesn't get the MVP because he has Rantanen on his wing, but also the same stigma of Rantanen's not any good because he only plays next to McKinnon. Right. It's ridiculous. Well, and if and if you go back to the start of the 2017 season and you look at the highest scorers in the league, Nathan McKinnon is third behind McDavid and Kucherov. There's, there's a decent distance there. Okay. McDavid is third and Rantanen is 27th, but that's with him missing a bunch of games. games. Yeah. Yeah. So that's with him. He's played 197 games in that time. Everybody else around him has played more than 200. And he's got 212 points in his last 197 regular season games. And he's been point per game in both postseasons. So I, yeah, no, this, this $9 million is absolutely worth worth every penny. Yep. He's absolutely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you think I keep being a point per game player? Yeah, it's gonna be worth. So, pretty like, like right now, like we've talked about it. Like if he if he continues up at this pace, like this is this is the beginning of a Hall of Fame career. That's yeah. how they start. Yeah, that's true. It's a long way to go, obviously, but Mac's it, not going to take less than nine million dollars. That Mac's not going to take less than twelve million. Yeah, Max is, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon is Nathan McKinnon is going to double his salary the next time that he signs a contract. Yep. If if not significantly more. So, twelve million dollars is a discount for Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> like, yeah, that still wouldn't be McDavid money, and McDavid would have signed that contract by by that point. McDavid will have signed that contract like six years prior. Yep. It's just reality. Yeah. So he's making $12 million. This is, this is how I feel about McKinnon getting 9 million. (laughs) So that's all I have to say. If he he takes, if he takes $9 million, Joe, Joe Sackick really does have, some he's got the David Boyle yeah. voodoo going on. Some serious picks hidden somewhere of Nathan McKinnon. Seriously, major blackmail is taking place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got next? Let's let's go to a, let's go to a McKinnon special here. This one was still to me one of the most shocking highlights of the season because he didn't do that. He he didn't do that any other time during the year. Yep. That's not that's not a thing that he does. That's not a thing that he works on. It's not a thing that you ever see him try at even strength. He doesn't do that. He's the dude that takes that puck and he abuses that space and he goes in and he he puts the little he put you know he the, just blows in there. The shimmy shake wrist shot finish, not the 
bomb from right. outside the top of the circle. <laughs> because he already look at look at how much space he already has. If he takes that puck, he's gonna walk right by that dude. Yep. And he's gonna be able to get in there for for you know, Rantanen's gonna be on the back door, Landeskog's gonna be in the middle, and he can shoot it if he wants to. And he just doesn't do any of that for some reason, just Bombs a one-timer in a game that the Avs had been outplayed and Elvis Merzlikens played insane. Yep. And they had just they had just tied it in the second period on a on a Kadri goal. And it was like it was just so weird like that everything about that game was very odd. It was the Avs didn't play very well and then that happened. It was they like won, it was a thunderbolt yeah. in the middle of that game. Yep. Where it was just Whoa! Oh, if right. you go back, you listen to uh, you listen to the actual broadcast of that goal, yeah, uh, the altitude call of it. Fantastic! Like they're just talking, and then all of a sudden, Mosier is screaming. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay, because <laughs> he just doesn't do that. Like these are these are the guys that know his tendencies, and he just he's just not that dude. Correct. Uh, there are there might be some competition for best goal of the season. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> a couple yeah. of a couple of different ones. Uh, what's what's left? Kale, take us take us somewhere. Oh, I apparently forgot to mute this one, but it's fine. It's super quiet. This is a uh, this is Adam Werner being Adam Werner in the end. Yeah. Adam Warner gets he gets called up and Francois starts the game, plays I think for twenty nine seconds, gets run into, gets hurt, comes into the game and NHL easy league baby makes forty saves in his NHL debut against the Jets to, against uh, uh, against probably the second best offense in the Central Division probably I mean maybe Chicago. But, yeah, it doesn't even get credit for the shutout in the record books. Either. Yeah. Technically, this went down as the second uh, team shutout in Avs history. Even though Franco's, even though Franco's faced no shots and made no saves because he played those couple of seconds, Warner technically doesn't have the shutout. Yep. It's, it's garbage. <laughs> and we are going to talk about what happened next. Yeah, that next game never uh, irrelevant. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's still one of the most interesting stats of the season for the Avs is every single goalie that got a start got a win for them. Yep. Um, they had five, correct? Yep. They had, obviously, Gruby, Francois, Werner, Bebo, and Hutchinson. Yep. All got a start, all got a win in the regular season. So, Weird year. Yeah, very, very strange. I don't even, who was number 12 just now? Uh, that Megna? Yeah, Megna. Like that the was first. the best feel good story of the entire season. Like Warner coming in and just being lights out, like just made your heart happy. It was it was awesome because you're like NHL debut, like this is okay, here we go. He wasn't planning to start and then I love Art I love RK's theory of like, he feels like first time starting goaltenders never lose. And so a team should just constantly be bringing in new goalies all the time. (laughs) (laughs) RK loves that theory. (laughs) Oh, that that's the new strat. 
just employ use 30 of your 50 contracts on goaltenders <laughs> just rotate them in <laughs> well i mean you remember vegas's first year yeah I they mean, they went pretty deep they ended up with like dylan ferguson whom they had just drafted yep. they had the emergency and they were like, call up from juniors yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna pull this guy out of the whatever whatever league he was in i have no idea one of the <laughs> chls i'm assuming yeah it was i forget which one but but yeah, um, it, that was that was a fun year for them, and they they did fine. <laughs> Do need to take our first period break here. Acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get eight different kinds on tap down at the DNVR bar. When hockey is back, you can of course catch the Avs games down there all the time. Nowadays, it's Broncos. They have watch parties down there. Be sure you're RSVP into those if you want to come out and watch and drink your Breck brew while you're there. Or if you can't make it down, you can always go to your local liquor store. Check online for the Breck Beer Locator to find a place near you that has the brew that you're looking for. And, of course, WGT Golf, our gaming sponsor, loved by more than 20 million people around the world. Search for DNVR3 after you download from dnvrgolf.com to join our clubhouse. Join over 700 members in the DNVR fam playing this game, having a fun time, whether it be stroke play, match play, closest to the hole, you name it, on true-to-life courses like Pebble Beach, Beth Page Black, or you can even play in the Top Golf Arena. So jump on it and come have some fun with us. Second uh. period. Of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Nathan Rudolph, AJ Haley, Hayfley, Kale Sorbo hanging out doing the production for us. Looking at some of the best Avs highlights from the past year. This is insane, man. Yeah, what? Uh, so I was out of curiosity. I looked up those Vegas goalies. Uh huh. Maxime. Um, Legacy, Legacy, yeah, Legacy, maybe, yeah. He the- played sixteen games. He had an eight sixty seven save percentage and a three ninety two goals against and average. He won like eight, ten of them or something ridiculous, yeah. And he went six seven and one. That's that's worse than I thought, but still insane. That because <laughs> Subban played awful too for them. I remember and won a he, bunch of games. He was okay. Yeah, he he had, he played twenty two games. He went thirteen four and two with a nine ten and a two sixty eight. Like that's eh. thirteen four and two though. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but the fact that that dude won six games with an eight sixty seven. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe goaltending doesn't matter. What? <laughs> oh. I don't know what clip that was, but oh, this I, I apparently forget to mute everything. But uh, this is when a man actively beat a suspension out of someone. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, we're we're gonna suspend this guy," but this happened in front of all of his family and friends on television, and then got replayed a bunch on the internet. <laughs> so we decided not to suspend him because Kadri beat the hell out of him. Yep. And he ended up missing the next several games anyway. Cadre got the jump on Lindgren and didn't let up. And you'll see <laughs> under the eye. Donskoy doesn't know even where he is right now. Yeah, this is the beginning of the injury issues for for Donnie this year. Yep. But Kadri oh. just oh. 
weighing fucking yes. him, dude. <laughs> I am I am very much a ah, I really don't like fighting in hockey. But then you see something like that and you're like, keep it. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's where I don't mind fighting in hockey, where somebody runs a teammate like that and hits him in the head and you're like it's just so hard to walk that line right. because you see that play happen all the time where it's a totally clean hit. And then the team yeah. tries to jump a dude and it's like, come on, man. At the same time, like live and depending on where the angle yeah, it's that's really their, hard to tell. Yeah. That's their teammate. You know, they're not Zapruder filming that thing where they're like frame by frame. Like, well, was it clean? Okay. Well, it was clean. So I'm not going to go beat him up. No, yeah. you're coming to defense of your guy who you see is hurt. Yeah. And it's like in that in that case, like, was it a suspendable hit? It was very borderline. But the beating he took after it was glorious all the same. <laughs> yeah. I I this is the thing. A lot of people talk about how the abs need more grit. Yeah. And it's like like look, I get Kadri isn't gonna blow up dudes with hits, but the dudes will fight anyone. The dude will be a pest all night long. Like yeah. they have yeah. some of that there. Right. And they balance it. Yeah. You know, like, like, uh, you know, Kadri's got, he's got a little bit of that element to him. Um, now that they have sod, sod's got a little bit of that element to him. Although it's not, you know, it's not the same way. And, Oh, Rip. do we get, do we get stream suspended? I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll come back in like 30 seconds. <laughs> the fight was the one that did it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It happened. We were we wondered if this was going to happen. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, we can just like not go through the last two clips. <laughs> I mean, we might be okay. I don't know. Yeah. It happened to the, it happened on DNBA too. Yeah. Or whatever they call their Friday show. No, we yeah, we oh the, their stream got shut down today. Yeah, well, it, oh. it, yeah, it's it's back now. It's apparently. funny we've never we ne- we never got in trouble through like all of the playoffs with that. Yeah, it's seems to be random stuff that does it. Well, we're still up on Periscope, so do we want to? I vote we one keep of these? going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of them should be muted. I meant to mute them all. So, yeah. all right, let's watch this one. So this I love this one because this is uh Vegas being incredible. This is Val Nachushkin's first yep. goal in yep. 92 games. 92 and a half games. <laughs> Almost exactly. Yeah, look at the reaction. Yeah, the, wasn't the over under set at 92 and a half? Yes. yes. This is the third period of game 93. And he had come really close all game long because Evan was sitting next to me going, he's going to score. And I was like, it's never going to happen. And then (laughs) it happened. We're back up on YouTube. We get you. Yep. So there you go. How does Vegas do that? Like 92 and a half exactly. Yeah, I don't know. They have a time machine. It's the only (laughs) possible answer to that question. It's it's either that or they're just they they have bets for every three games and we just only saw the one. 
<laughs> had they been extended? No, but like they had the ninety-two number like at least ten games in advance. Yeah, because we we had talked about it. Yeah. yeah, I remember that was like a topic that you guys had talked about on your pod. Like, oh, when's the first goal going to happen? And you we're talking about where Vegas had the line. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I, they I don't know. It was insane, but I thought it was a great moment because the Nachushkin story was a great story throughout the year. True. And him getting that goal, I'm. You should have seen the bench because, you know, being in the arena, you can see the bench. They were going berserk over there, <laughs> losing their mind. And it was it was awesome because it was just like and then like the just ridiculous sequence of events that happens after he breaks the streak of like, I don't have the clip, but his second goal, he murders Duncan Keith's ankles. Yeah, the Chicago goal. Yeah. yeah. And then a couple goals later, he scores one off of his visor. Yeah, the. uh Oh wow. That clip that clip got us too, huh? Well, uh, this is like the clip's been done for a minute. But oh well. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, um the Nachushkin thing was awesome. The Gordy Howe hat trick in Vegas was was hilarious because that that fight is only a fight by technicality because yeah. he got the shit kicked out of him he like barely even got his gloves off <laughs> yeah and like for like we joked all year that he was like a like a kgb bodyguard right like he was like russian mafia he was so <laughs> big and then we see him get into a fight and it's like he has no idea what's going on right now there was no concept of how to fight um yeah yeah, and then and then his assist was was barely an assist where he just grazed the puck and he got it to Belmar on his second goal. And then his goal was the one that goes off his face. It went off his face. So good, man. It was it was a good time. That the Vegas the Vegas Gordy Howe hat trick was a good time. And some of the goals that he scored, like the Chicago goal where he just goes backhand and he roofs it and yeah, the sh- as, as Victor's saying, the Chicago announcers had no clue what happened because the puck went into the back of the net and, like, sat into the back of it, and you couldn't see it anymore. And so, like, on the live viewing, it was like, did he just score that? Like, where'd the puck go? Did he Craig Smith this thing? Like, where? what happened here? And then, you, you know, he's celebrating. He's all excited. Woo! And he's the only guy on the ice. And then they watch the replay, and it's a gorgeous goal. All right, we should be back on YouTube as well, but I I, yeah, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, yep, your SOL, you might be if it goes down again on YouTube. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but um, anyway, we do have two more clips to get to. I'll try to be fast, and and maybe they won't, they won't bop us for it. But AJ, which of these goals do you think is is better? We'll start with the one that I have here. Everyone should know this one. Probably one of the ones I get talked about the most. Yeah, well, this was right after the Matt Calvert. Yeah, it got hit in the head with a puck. And, and they refused Cooper to blow the whistle. Tied it up off of it. Yeah, the the upside of this was they the officials changed how they were doing it the rest of the year. Yep. The downside is that right there from JT Confer, a bunch of Canucks fans were whining that it was interference. <laughs> well, I don't think it was interference. And that psychotic look on McKinnon's face. Yep. 
at the end. Like he was even like that's an even crazier look than after the Calgary overtime goal. Yep. Where he was just like, and he went, oh my god, dude. All right, <laughs> we get it. You eat hearts. <laughs> and now this was that was when it started to feel like there's that's something extra about the truly greatest players to play a sport, right? They have that extra gear, that killer instinct when they decide that they want to just win a game and they just go out and win. And that's what McKinnon did in that overtime. Yeah. I'm done with this. Yep. This is that, that, that's that superstar shit, man. Exactly. Where it's just like, (laughs) okay, there's an extra gear there. Make yourself better than everyone else on the ice. Yeah. You just decide it's over. I used to do it in Halo all the time. I just, I'd had enough. (laughs) Uh huh. I knew you were good, but you ain't that good. Oh, I was, I was good, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Can McKinnon break any of Sackick's records? Maybe if he stays here long enough. I will tell you, I think he has a chance to break like abs records. Yeah. I definitely think he'll probably break some abs records. Franchise records are kind of a different beast. Yeah, because, I mean, even abs records, you're talking the guy's got a ways to go. He's <laughs> he's only halfway to, to Sackick's points. Yep. So, because Sackick had 1,015 points in 870 games. McKinnon's at 495 in 525 games. The crazy part is McKinnon will be surpassing Peter Forsberg's games played next season. Yep. How many points does Peter Forsberg have in that stretch, though? Because it's a lot. It's a lot. 705. Yeah, it's 705 in 544 games. Roughly 200 more points than McKinnon in the same stretch of games. Yeah, well, that's... a point and a half a game player. Like People forget how just utterly dominant he was i don't think anybody forgets i think it's (laughs) people always talk about who was the best ab ever and i think you get more votes for forsberg than anybody else yeah i think you're right because who would vote forsberg he was just he was dominant talent yep so some people are just built different yeah and and i mean (laughs) <laughs> the uh, the assault on the record books is actually going to be interesting from from this era of players because you think that these guys are going to be here for a long time. Like Miko Rantanen is one to keep an eye on too. That dude, he's already scored more points in an Avs uniform than Ryan O'Reilly. Yep, that's great. and Chris Drury. Well, his and assist, Adam Foot. His assist numbers are per game are crazy high. So it's going to be really interesting to see where that ends up on the all-time records. I mean, Landeskog will pass Tangay in the coming season to break into the top five in points for the Avs. Landeskog's going to pass Cody McLeod for fourth in games played. Yep. So McKinnon is it? McKinnon is in the limbo spot right now, where there's the big three, and then there's everybody else, and McKinnon is in fourth. Yeah. But you know in, who else is gonna move up in that list? Eric Johnson's gonna pass Matthew Shane's games played. Yeah. Wow. Depending on how many games he plays this year, he could pass Tangay too. 
Yeah, that's that is true. He could end up. I mean, Landis Gog was always going to have him beat, but he could end up pretty easily top five if he well, plays out his contract. I mean, if if Johnson plays out the rest of his contract, he most likely passes Adam Foot for most games played for a defenseman. It might, if he can stay healthy, for sure. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if, if he plays out, I'm giving him four years to play 200 games here. Okay, fair enough. Also knowing that they're only going to have like 50 of them this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he can pass it. Um, all, all right. right. Do we want to try yeah. this last clip and nope. just say we're periscoping? <laughs> I, I, it's up to you guys. I don't care. I don't. Uh, the, the YouTube version's already gone down four times. What's one more? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yolo. <laughs> oh, and it's such a good one. I'd yep. forgotten this was on the list. Yep. Uh, my favorite goal of the season by such a wide margin. It's not even close. It was. It was fun. <laughs> The I mean, first game that we saw in months, and it ended like that. Yep. The first real game. You had, like, steadied yourself for overtime five minutes ago. <laughs> the puck went in, and this was... He's not even leaving. He's like, no, you guys are going to review that. And we were at the bar for this. Yep. And this everyone... was our first abs game in the bar. Yeah, it was our first abs game at the bar. Everyone absolutely loses their minds while AJ and I are sitting there like, that clock says three zeros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was funny to see the difference in reactions because you and I were like, oh no, that was it. That's gonna be close, man. Yep. And everybody's like freaking out, like, woo! And we're like standing there like, oh, we're gonna see. Hey, okay. I'm I'm excited, but I'm not super confident. Yeah, and then they show this is the one that they show. Yep. And that's when we all blew up and we're really excited because it was like Gets in. <laughs> that was a goal, baby. It's still a goal. St. Louis fans are still salty. Be mad. It ended up not mattering. <laughs> All right. Second period break here, as it's, of course, time to acknowledge someone on my list. Ah, yes. Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can now get Strava Craft at the DNVR bar, cold brew style, if that's your thing. Or you can always go online and order and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. You can even sign up for their subscription service. They have two, four, six, and eight-week packages where you get 20% off your entire purchase for every single week of orders. So jump on it. Try Strava Craft today if that's something you haven't done yet. All right, YouTube, you can stop being mad at us. We're done with the clips. We're moving on away from hockey clips. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Rudo, AJ, Kale jumping in as well. No more clips to cover, so uh, we're going to do a little bit of, of under-over conversation here kale you're a graphic designer right I, that is quite literally my job yeah 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 so <laughs> so you will be very helpful in telling me whether these nhl third jerseys are good or bad i hope so 
let's uh, let's start with a classic. The Kashina, Kachina. I don't know how to say it. AJ, AJ gives a thumbs up. Can I give a thumbs sideways? Properly from rated. A design, from a from a design perspective, they're a disaster. But from <laughs> a, I as a hockey fan, I love when they wear them. They're good. So so properly rated, Pro- I guess. Like properly rated, like they're ugly jerseys, but I love when they wear them. Oh my god, they're ugly jerseys. We're gonna fight, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaters, sorry. Uh, I think they're they're overrated, to be honest. I don't think they're that amazing. They were fine as a shoulder patch. I'm gonna fight both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, they're, they're, they're literally the only memorable thing about that franchise. Um, they made a playoff run one time. <laughs> Do you remember what year? Do you remember who they lost to? Do you remember anything about it? Two, 2003. Shane Doan was on the team. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Proving my point. Next up. I, this isn't really a, th- a third jersey, but I feel like we have to rate it anyway. All right. Man. <laughs> yes, the Reebok stripes. <laughs> Welcome back, Uniprons. <laughs> um, I like the light blue one. The white one is bad. Yeah, I always thought the like powder blue was kind of weird. Um, yeah, like it would be a bad primary jersey. It would be a really bad primary jersey. But if it's something you wore, I don't know, ten games a year, I think it's cool. Well, this was their primary, unfortunately. That so. is unfortunate. Then, yeah, <laughs> then it's then it's massively overrated. <laughs> I Hideous. tend to agree. Uh, there's a lot of people who say they love these jerseys, and I don't understand it. Hideous. I love the logo. The Thrasher's logo is incredible. I do love that. It's, it's very, it's very nineties. Yeah, but for as a product of its, so is the Avs logo. The Avs logo yeah. is a product of the nineties. I well. love the Avs logo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that nineties look is something I'm into. I'm good with it. All right, I know everyone's gonna just absolutely love this one, but it's fine. Fisherman, fisherman. No, I mean we'll get there. We'll get there. But yes, the best jersey in sports history. No, get it out of here. The old C. You hate it. Get it out of here. I don't. It's a great sweater from a design perspective. We'll use it for toilet paper. It's classic. It's simple. It is pops. that why everyone loves it? Because I don't get the love for the old school Calgary jersey. At all. <laughs> um, just... It's just like from a design perspective, it's really clean. Um, I hate their logo. I think the C is the worst. But from like the whole sweater as a package is really good. I mean, piping on piping on sleeves with like big shoulder pads and numbers is always going to look good in sports jerseys. That's the reason the Buffalo Bills have awesome jerseys. It's the reason people like the Red Wings jerseys. It's the same thing. All right. I'll I'll defer to the expert because I, I don't just... I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like from a like I I don't know. I I from a design perspective like those. 
All right. I'm sorry, AJ. All right. It's not going to be so clean when I use it to clean up my vomit. Great logo or greatest logo? Oh, greatest. Yeah, greatest NHL logo in history by far. Easily. It's incredible. Their whole design yep. was awesome. Their brand was incredible. It like yep. infuriates me that they don't exist anymore. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Easily sold hard. It, mm. Yeah. <clears throat> underrated. Like honest, like everyone loves this and it's still underrated. Agreed. <laughs> I, every time I see the Jersey, I just, all I can hear is brass bonanza. When the hurricanes wore them. And you just saw them on TV. It just it just popped. Oh, they look inc- they looked incredible on the ice. Yeah, it was just like, <sighs> especially the whites. The whites are so sick. Oh, they're, woo, they're perfect. Yeah, <laughs> blue tail. That's it's pretty filthy. I love when green is a primary color in sports as well. I don't think it is. I think it looks really nice, and it doesn't get used that often because um, most. Um, most teams' colors are a variety of either a primary blue or a primary red with white as an off color, including the Avalanche. They chose to go burgundy instead of straight red, but it, most teams are a variety of that. And I love when teams like just take a strong stance. Like I love the Phoenix Suns for the same reason. Because they're like, you know what? We're going to be purple and orange. Fuck you. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's free Don't language. Yeah, it's free skate Friday. My apologies. <laughs> I mean, we had someone asking about them. So the burgundy, the burgundy is the biggest reason why you can't see abs fans in the stands. Like when, yeah. when, when opposing fans show up wearing predators jerseys, and it's just a bunch of little yellow, yellow highlighters tops, scattered yeah. throughout. You're like, oh, well, those are easy to see. Burgundy jerseys on the backdrop of the of the dark seats that they're sitting in. You just can't see them. They're just they're just blobs. Like yep. they're they don't pop. It doesn't do anything. It's the one. It's the biggest reason why the playoffs are awesome is because everybody's got the pom poms and the pom poms, you know, and the whole thing vibrates together and all the white everywhere it just it works but like the burgundy was like their big misstep in terms of being able to do like cool things like the you see the jets when they do the white out during the playoffs and everybody wears those white shirts and the whole place is just, boom it's just it like the whitest city in north america got whiter it's <laughs> crazy it's the most mayonnaise thing of all time but it looks great, and it's it's one of the reasons why I just hate the burgundy. I hate it. Oh god. Oh, oh. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh my god! It's an affront on the eyes. <laughs> I I don't know what else. One's to say. fine. The whatever that middle. Yeah, the middle oh, one is so the one bad. we're talking about here. <laughs> Maybe the worst jerseys in in hockey. Even I don't like those. Oh wow! So nineties in all the bad ways. <laughs> all the bad ways. Yeah, I, I don't. It's just so, so awful. I don't even know if we can rate that one. I'm going to disagree with you. The silver and black is like an absolutely sick color combo. I love the Kings get up now. Well, and it, I thought it, it, it they were like 
the the cross sport branding when it was the LA Raiders and the LA Kings when they were each silver and black. I thought that was setting up to be something super cool. Yeah, agreed. And then they were like, Al Davis was like, "F you, I'm going to Oakland," and <laughs> the Kings were like, "We're purple now." <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What else you got for us, Rudo? I'm coming. I'm coming. We got uh, we got the definitely doesn't have too many chromosomes predator not great it's just a bad shade of yellow like the mustard yellow doesn't do anything definitely and what is that logo (laughs) that logo would be fine in like uh for like a video game like yeah, that's yeah, like a video game. You're creative team, like logo. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's <laughs> not the, great as an actual hockey logo. That's the logo <laughs> of like a game, like the the old arcade game where you actually turned into a beast, like you transformed into a werewolf, like halfway through the first level, and you were like, "What in the world?" And the problem, like, if this was That's their first logo. logo when they were brand new, I would get it. But like, they had their normal logo already. Yeah, yeah, that yes. logo is great. I like I, that logo. I really like the blue Nashville jerseys. Right. Yeah, the they're great. All right, scroll down again because I yeah, want to tear back this apart to the from ugly. a design perspective. Back to the okay. ugly because there's so many things going on here that like, yeah, like just sweaty kidding. armpits. It's like flipping <laughs> ideas. So yeah, you have so they're trying to create sharp lines with the logo and the piping on the side that comes to a sharp angle. And then you have the rounded color blobs under the armpit. So those are conflicting ideas. And then you have diagonal lines all over the place in the logo, on the collar, and on the sleeves. And then they try and go to just normal horizontal lines with piping on the bottom. And it's just like, oh, like imagine if the Broncos jerseys with the blue like swooshes like tried to do the classic piping at the bottom of the jersey it would look ridiculous that's what's going on here it's just um i cannot (laughs) emphasize enough how bad of a shade of yellow that is oh yeah rated like the one that the yellow that you use now at least it stands out but it's like yellow yeah oh and the font is horrible the font is just not good and it's hard to read like is that a seven or a one it's not great i don't like that number (laughs) font either all right and seriously, the logo is so pixelated. I mean, that's because I was way zoomed in, but <laughs> like, dude. Let's see. Let's see. I gotta find some other decent ones. Oh yeah, right. By popular demand, I'm legally required D-line's to show gonna, this one. D line's gonna tune in and just like rip my opinions <laughs> apart because this is what happens when we talk. Yes. About- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fisherman. <laughs> All right, AJ, what do you think about these? Perfection! <laughs> Move on! Done. <laughs> Done! The greatest jersey ever created. Outside of the Whalers. All right. Incredible. Just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to let AJ be happy with this. That I is absolutely the thing you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible! Um, People in the comments are agreeing with AJ, though, so... All right, let's open up a couple here so I can uh, I can just fire them off. <sighs> this one that that's no, oh, yeah, still underrated that on. fisherman logo. All right, low key, we'll we'll do both of these. I'll I don't I'll think f- I remember those. I'll those flash them back and forth. All right, 
All right. So focus on the colored one. Probably not something you want to say in 2020. Oh, Jesus. Focus on the today's home jersey. White okay. logo, red logo. They're both good. Um, I like the negative space of the white logo on the dark jersey a lot, actually. That's probably my favorite of the bunch is the blue from the 7980. I think that's an incredible sweater. Um, I also really hope they do real Nordic throwbacks this year because it would be amazing. We can hope. We can hope. Is uh, there... I, also, I love the Florida Lee, but I'm just a sucker. I think it's one of the best like logos in existence, and there's a reason it's been around for so long. It's classic, and it's awesome. All right. That's my opinion. What are your opinions? I love the white. Yeah, I like the white as well. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that uh, that blue jersey with the white logo like that. I think it's that's the blue one I like with their when they're filled in. You think? I what if like is it just the like awkwardness of the the stick yep. here because it's a little cleaner on the yeah it looks stupid. Yeah, it's fair. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna go rapid fire through these other ones. Oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> Very 90s. Yep. Like, that's all. Michael like, Max actually, Martin. I think it's a bad bad sweater, but, like, that actually would be a sick throwback sweater to, like, wear now because it's so a product of its time. Especially the blue one. Yeah, it's like the Rockies throwback jerseys that they re-released this year that are, like, ugly but so 90s that they're cool. And I like think the... I, I feel the same way about these. Boy, I really hate the non-same size numbers. Oh yeah, really hate that. So here's I wonder, I wonder what it would look like in happened. different numbers. Here's what happened in the '90s with design, which is why we got all crazy like this. Is uh, graphic designing on a computer as your primary tool became regular in the '90s for the first time, and so people were like, "Oh, we have all this new technology. We have to use it." And so stuff got crazy and animated and three-dimensional and they tried to do all these new things and they went away from classic principles of design. And we have now gone back, which was the right thing to do, but that's why the 90s design era was so this. What year were you born? 97. God, you're so young. I'm a, I'm a baby. <laughs> Someone bring up the, uh, the classic water cup. Oh, they're amazing. They're incredible. Yeah, I'm. I really I'm so love excited. their patch, their shoulder patch as well. It's all so good. I'm I'm extremely ready to buy one. Yeah, no, they nailed the design of this brand from top to bottom. The logo's great. The colors yeah. are great. They're great for the city of Seattle. I think it matches. I love the little bit of the bright red that just highlights and adds some pop to it. It's they chose the right font. It, they're both great. I do. I that three looks goofy. The on bottom the, half of it, it's so. It looks on the so colored. Extended. It's it's worse on the the color jersey, the white jersey. It's not quite as noticeable. It just looks so like with like a giraffe neck. Like the bottom <laughs> half of the three just looks so much longer. Yeah, it kind of does. But other than that, I love them. 
I'm excited. I just want to buy a hat with the anchor logo on it. Like that's yeah. what I'm yeah. excited about. Well, the like someone combined the two and it's like the sickest logo yeah, ever. That oh, was, yeah, I remember that floating around Twitter. That's that awesome. concept where it was like Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, I don't think they're gonna have the ones that I wanna show you because they were fake, but we'll just go with uh this ugly one. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with it? Kale hates it, or he's having a seizure. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just bad. <laughs> I don't really. It's just not good. the The logo is. Does it say Tampa Bay on it? Yes, it does. It, I think if they had removed the Tampa Bay and maybe the background circle, I had I had blocked maybe. these sweaters out from my memory. So I genuinely did not remember these before this moment. Once upon a time, Tampa uh, made a fake jersey to prank their players. And I am in love with it, but so many people are going to hate it. <laughs> It'd be a great jersey to wear to a party. I see. I was thinking this would be like an outdoor game jersey <laughs> with the palm trees. Yeah, I'm a fan. I th- I think this should be their primary jersey. <laughs> Dude, Tampa's got one of the best. Yeah, they're one they're of the best new logo. away sweaters like combo in the league. Their stuff is awesome now, and I love the logo now. Same. All right. I'm surprised you like those. Uh, which which one? I guess we just go with uh we go with the bird. I guess it has their third on there too. We can look at the whole the whole thing of the old caps jerseys. <laughs> just two grimaces. Oh. <laughs> uh, they have improved. <laughs> the reason Caps fans don't even remember this era. Oh, come on. The third isn't that bad. The third's the best of the bunch, but that is not saying much. <laughs> All right. All right. Was and here, stripe meant to look like a hockey stick? Because if so, that's just so cheesy. <laughs> Probably was. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Also, funny that they've got Bondra. Yeah, people on there. Like, I remember Yager in those jerseys, and it yep. was like, nobody wants to remember that era. <laughs> All right. Most overrated jersey in history, right here. Oh, is this the Vancouver one? Yep. Oh, yeah. These are stupid and so ugly. <laughs> I so agree. These, like revered among hockey fans. Yeah, a lot of people love these jerseys. Oh. I mean, it's like a good throwback jersey. Like I said, it'd be a good one to wear to a party, but I don't know if it's particularly nice looking. Yeah, I, it's not for me. It, it, not even a little bit. I mean, it just kind of looks like a Halloween costume. <laughs> Dressing up as candy corn. Yeah, like. The yeah, the yellow one is- does. Yeah, candy corn is the first thing that comes to my brain when I look at the yellow ones. Yeah. And the pants. 
I would say that's fair. Um, best uh, best third jersey in the NHL today goes to Carolina. Yeah, we can, we can pull up that bad boy. Oh, look at it. You know, that makes me miss the old abs thirds with the. I love with the Colorado across the. I love those jerseys. I, I hate that jersey. The, the burgundy oh, one with Colorado going down. The yeah, I, I love it. that. Better than I the blueberry. I hated the blueberry. Yeah, I agree. I liked it at the time, and I can't stand it now. I think I actually like the old one better. That was maybe the first. That might have been one of the first jerseys I owned, though, was the Colorado. And so that I might just feel nostalgic about it. What jersey am I confusing? I don't know. No. Anyway. I love those Canes jerseys, though. Uh, The warning flag is... Yeah, excellent. Absolutely excellent. Oh, good, man. I like Nashville's thirds right now, actually. I like Nashville's thirds a lot right now. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. I need the... uh... The best jersey of all time. I can find it. I probably can't. It's probably not a jersey. It's probably just the logo. We already went through this with the Whalers. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. This is the the real fake best jersey, though. All right. You'll just have to live with this and a million other logos on here. Okay. <laughs> That's, hilarious. That's hilarious. Y'all, y'all really want me to put the Mooderus up there? Okay. Uh, I guess that would be under the North Stars. No, where's Dallas? They're not back. Dallas. There we go. There's your Mooderus. <laughs> I mean, at least with the the way that they've got like the circular, yeah, it's fine. The, the angled line, like at least it's consistent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's fine. I think it, they just needed to make the constellation better. Like all they yeah. had to do was like flip the horns upward, and they were fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's. Not definitely not the ugliest jersey we've looked at. In the it, last I think it looks a whole lot worse on the actual players because Michael sent me a picture of Mike Madonna wearing this, and it <laughs> looks bad. real bad. That's <laughs> it looks like that's like this is a concept, right? Like this is when you actually see the jersey on a player, it looks so awful. <laughs> This is the company uni for Texas Roadhouse. It does kind of, it does kind of have that feel, that yeah. campy feel. AJ's not wrong. <laughs> um, I think that's most of the good ones. Yuck. Abs current thirds, you a fan? I love them. The Illuminati. I yeah, I I don't see that when people say that, but I I love the Abs thirds. They're my favorite jersey that they have. Um, I like that they. I like it that it's not their primary. Don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome that they wear it at home against divisional opponents. I think it's. I cool. think I yeah. do. I do like that they came up with a 
like a rule for it. Yeah, like we're going to wear this against division opponents at home and not yeah. like a because it used to be like here's 10 games a year where we would wear them. Yeah. I like whatever. Now it's a consistent thing. When Nashville comes to town, they're wearing that jersey. Yeah. So I think it's cool. I like I like the thirds a lot. Yeah. Um, I really I love the look because they went all in with it. Like the the helmet, the breezers, and the gloves are all blue. Yeah. And so it's a consistent theme throughout. And it's always funny because you, you can tell when the abs are getting when they're getting ready for one of those games. Because the practice before all the players wear those breezers to break them in for the first time. Oh, funny! And so it's it's so funny to see them all out there, like with their like with their gear just like totally mismatched. Yeah, that's because it's because they're just breaking all of that stuff in. So they yeah, because you don't want to wear stiff breezers on yeah their first game. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it always gets me every year because it's before the first before the first time they wear them. It, it, they all are out there wearing the big blue ones, and they just look so funny. Right. So funny. Stadium series jerseys are ugly. Which ones? Both. I didn't yeah, like either one I, of I them that much. Agree. I thought the first stadium series ones would be cool on a home jersey. But like in retrospect, they're okay. Compared to the new ones, they're certainly yeah, fine. And the, yeah. la- the ones that they just had were just I so hideous. I don't like either of them. Yeah. But they yeah. were so like all they had to do was wear their warm-ups for the the new one, and it would have been fine. But their practice jerseys, yeah, they're excellent. But looked yeah, yeah, insane. It's a like cool the, logo. They just did it wrong. Yeah, the like, day before they dropped all those four pictures of the players wearing the different practice ones, and everybody was like, "What the hell? <laughs> Where can I get these? These are awesome!" Yeah. And then, like, they go out in the next day and they play in those shitty ones, and it was such a shitty night, and it was just, just a shitty experience, and it was like, it's because of the jerseys. You guys set the tone. <laughs> All right. I think we're winding down now. Uh, it's a fun show. Apologies to YouTube in the first half, yeah. but, you know. We tried, to, we tried to relive the glory days of last year, and YouTube said... Nope. Apparently, you're only allowed to do that when you're not live. So, <laughs> alrighty, anyway, you got to see all the amazing jerseys. At least you got that going for you. But yeah, uh, we're gonna get out of here for the day. Thank you to everyone watching, listening. However, you consume the podcast, we always appreciate all y'all. And of course, if you want to help support us, go and follow the DNVR Rugby Twitter. Colorado now the hotspot in the U.S. for rugby as Glendale Infinity Park is now the home of the USA, both men's and women's 15 teams. And we have reporter Colton Strickler taking you inside the locker room and getting all of this amazing information from everyone in American rugby, as well as talking about the Colorado Raptors that are not in a league anymore. I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you, but he's sure he can tell you exactly what's going on. If you're new to rugby, he has 101 pods that break down the game as well. And we do watch parties on the weekends at times as well. So again, go follow that DNVR rugby Twitter supporting our partners is supporting us. So be sure to help us out, whether it's subscribing to us, or if you go to one of our partners, be sure to tweet about it and let us know just one big, happy family over here until Monday, I guess. Yeah, we, we made it to the weekend, boys. We, we made it all the way. 
So hope y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend and we will talk to y'all tomorrow or Monday or whatever. 